This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to another episode of the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb and Michael Pina. I'm Rich Levine. Guys, in today's show, we're going to talk about Team USA's early exit at FIBA. We're going to talk about Sports Illustrated's annual summer top 100 rankings. But first, as always, we ask you to please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. That's a huge help for our numbers. Uh, give us a follow on our Twitter page. That's at Winning Plays Pod. Shout out to CLNS Media for hosting this show. Shout out to BetOnline.ag, the best sponsor we have ever had. And as usual, guys, I think we're going to start off with some trivia. Does that sound good? Wonderful. All right. So I know you like the theme trivia, B-Rob. Um, we're going to be talking about the, the Sports Illustrated Top 100 today. This is a Celtics Top 100 trivia question. And here it is. Which of these three players do not appear on the list of the top 100 scorers in Celtics history? All right, you get the uh, the setup. Three guys, yes. two of them land in the top 100. One of them doesn't. That's the one I want to know. The three guys are number one, Leon Poe. Number two, Dominique Wilkins. Number three, Wally Zerbiak. Which one's not in the top 100? <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess... Uh, Leon Poe. That was going to be my guess, but this seems like a trap. Um, hmm. I'll go. I'll go Dominique. I maybe he only played one year of the Celtics, so I'll say him. He only played one year of the Celtics, but he is ninety fourth all time in scoring. He had thirteen hundred and seventy mm. points. Leon Poe is 99th all time mm. with twelve forty seven, and Wally Zerbiak a hundred eleventh. All time in Celtics history with ten forty on the point. So uh, you guys both. I was on to you. I was on to you, Rich, but I just guessed the wrong one. Good job. Good question. You're on to me, but you, oh, you're saying with the, yeah, with like the I, I, I sniffed yeah, it out. Poe was exactly. Poe was the the bait. It's always going to be a trap until the time that's not. Exactly. <laughs> that's how you get it now. Uh, all right, so let's go into Team uh, USA. Be Rob, uh, t- take us take us to uh, <laughs> on a, not a happier note, I guess, but take us to to China and everything that that just went down. Uh, well, first off, I don't I don't hate the morning basketball in September. I'll just say that for the, the last week and a half, most of these games starting at seven or eight on the East Coast, um, got a nice little rhythm there. But yeah, USA uh, after escaping against Turkey last week in uh, prelim rounds did not do as much. Losing to France on Wednesday in the quarterfinals, um, and then losing pretty ugly to Serbia uh, on Thursday morning. So they will be relegated 
to the seventh place game against Poland <laughs> on Saturday, 4 a.m. start for Eastern time for those uh, diehards out there. But uh, yeah, Mike, just uh, I mean, this isn't a huge shock, but it's uh, I mean, we'll, we'll focus here more on the Celtics theme takeaways from this other than anything else. But uh, clearly, the this group was vulnerable, and it ended up being that game against the team that had. You know, Gobert and Fournier kind of being the best two players in that game on uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, I watched the uh, I watched this morning's game against Serbia and got back from the gym and it was already like thirty two to seven and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Team USA clearly didn't get up for this one after the loss against France. Um, I mean, clearly the reason that they've been struggling is Jason Tatum wasn't available. That's uh, He would have obviously <laughs> saved the day. I think that goes without saying. Um, and they did not have Marcus Smart either today. Um, yeah, obviously really disappointing. And I guess for Celtics fans and for the Boston Celtics organization, it was kind of a... Uh, I don't really know what the big takeaway is. Having four guys on the team that was... You know, I don't think they were they were expected to roll through this tournament. They they definitely weren't. Um, but to lose two back to back and to be eliminated as early as they were was pretty surprising, I would say. So I don't. I mean, it's 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 not like disappointing. I guess I guess it is slightly disappointing. But you know, you would have liked to see you know Kemba Walker play a little better than he did. You would have liked to see Marcus Smart be healthy for the whole run, uh, Tatum not to sprain his ankle. I, I thought Jalen played particularly well uh, in this tournament, but uh, but yeah, one for four isn't particularly great. Yeah, and Mike, you had, you had mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think when we first started talking about this and wondering, and when we first looked at this roster, we're like, eh, maybe this isn't the gold medal team. You had mentioned how they, they don't have the best player in the tournament this year. But, I mean, they, they maybe didn't even have a top three or four, and that was, again, against France. I mean, Gobert was probably the best player on the floor. That makes a difference. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, Jokic, Giannis, Gobert, there's just, there were a lot of guys who are, I mean, the league is in, increasingly international, and there's a, obviously a different pride factor playing for your country when you're one of two, three, four guys who are in the NBA versus with Team USA where, you know, we obviously did not send the best of the best or even the second best of the best. I mean, you know, seeing Derek White this morning just miss like six floaters. I'm just like, what what are we doing right now? It's It, it was very tough to watch. Yeah. I mean, You're looking right. at it from uh, a Celtics lens, Rich, like you look at Kemba. Kemba, I thought, like, did what he was supposed to do. beyond He had to done the France game. But, like, he scored. He dished pretty well. He worked hard on D, um, but you did see, like, again, late in games, just his limitations when you're going up against size in the paint without a friendly whistle. Like, Gobert rejected him a few times. He had trouble getting shots off uh, when he doesn't have it going. And, yeah, that's just, like, I actually think I saw something on Reddit, NBA Reddit, uh, earlier in the summer. It's been crazy how Kembo had was, like, O of 17 or something like that and like, game-tying situations or game-winning situations like over the last few years in charlotte for like shot attempts which was just like whoa and, and probably is obviously random and meaningless to a degree given the fact that no one else could really take those kind of shots there but it did just make me think about like you know he's not going to be 
the default go-to guy, I feel like, in situations for the Celtics in late games this year. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. No, we, we, we've we talked about how, or I, I think at least I've mentioned how, like, for this team to reach its true ceiling, like, it needs Jason Tatum to be that closing type of force in his, in his third season. And because there are limitations with Kemba and understandable ones, I think he's led the league in shots that, that, or field goal attempts that were mm-hmm. blocked uh last year um and you saw today even you know when he when he penetrates into the paint and he really needs to get his body into shot blockers or it's like it's all over and that physical toll in a game that's you know relatively meaningless you don't really want to see too much because he's hitting the deck so often but um but yeah um it's it, it his his He's a really great player, obviously, and you know you don't want to write off someone at all who struggles in the clutch like he has apparently with those numbers. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a little it's it, this, the Celtics definitely need a little bit more offensive firepower for sure. And it's a situation too where I don't think it's a bad thing. Like I think the best late game offense is when you have you don't know where the ball is going. And so it's like just where it's not, you know, he's clearly like Kyrie obviously was very good in late game situations for the regular season anyway, but there was a degree of, you know, predictability there. And so I think we'll we'll see even more of Stevens just getting into his bag of tricks more that he did so well throughout, you know, for most of his other career. And that should be provide a different element there. Uh, The other thing I want to ask you guys about, Jalen Brown guarding bigs, I think, is the other, like, big takeaway from this tournament, Um, since that's pretty much strictly the only thing he was doing, given the roster construction. He performed pretty well in this department. Um, I feel like all things considered did, you know, was communication on defense was pretty solid. His boxing out down low was solid. He held his own in the post, obviously. Didn't do, couldn't do everything against guys like Gobert, but uh, held up pretty well against others. Rich, do you feel like this is a like something that Brad Stevens is gonna look at and be like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, push more Jalen more towards this because I feel like before he was more used for guarding guards than ever guarding bigs, really. Right, or just or 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 like bigger wings sometimes. You know, right, like he was he guard LeBron a little bit. You know, in those in those conference final series, but I mean, they might not have a choice, right? Like as we've talked about so many times, like you know, if you do want to put your 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 best five on the floor, sometimes he's going to have to be guarding up, and I don't think that that Tatum is at a point physically where he's really ready to do that. Um, but you know, the other side of that is going to be you know that's going to take a lot out of him, right? I mean, that's just that's just part of it. And you look at Jalen shooting. And how, how many games have they played so far? I have seven games here on my on my stat sheet. Is that up to date? Yep, that's I believe that's right. Yeah, so I mean, so Jalen four fourteen from three, five of eleven from the from the foul line. So the shooting was still not there, and that's obviously a small sample size. But uh, I think that will be part of it. You know, I, I I think that he'll have to give up a little bit on the offensive end if he's going to be toiling with the Giannis's, and, and obviously that's the. Uh, best case you know, that's the worst case scenario i guess if you're talking Giannis, but like but he might just might not have a choice but to do that yeah um yeah uh 
I'm kind of already ready to move on from Tumoche. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other any other big takeaways well, What do you think about Jalen? I mean, do you want Jalen at the four, Mike? What's like this isn't a Team USA thing. This is a Celtics thing. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I I thought that you know, particularly this morning, him him guarding Jokic. I mean, they're not really doing a lot of t- a ton of post ups, and and uh, we were talking a little bit before we started to record about how Serbia uses Jokic a little bit differently than the Denver Nuggets do. With, um, so you know, he's on the perimeter a little bit more, and and I mean, overall, I would say that Jalen looks bigger. We've mentioned that he looks stronger. Um, you know, defending bigger guys in the NBA where post-ups really aren't a part of skill sets as often as they once were isn't as difficult or as laborious. So I, I, I don't really have a problem with it. I think, you know, a lot of guys on this roster can do it in short stints, particularly Marcus Smart, who we discussed at length uh, in our last episode. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Jalen. I thought that he spoke about his versatility in a story written by Brian Windhorst, uh, his ability to guard two through four um, and play uh, two through four on offense as well. Uh, so, you know, the versatility of Jalen has really been a bright spot for Team USA so far. Um, you know, I thought that this morning, in this morning's game against Serbia, he was a little tentative offensively. He passed up a wide open three. I think they were down like six or eight or something with under two minutes to go. And uh, I heard someone yell from the bench for him to shoot it. And he passed it to Miles Turner at the free throw line. And this, I think the Team USA eventually turned it over. Uh, so just stuff like that uh, obviously needs to still improve. But overall, I would say he was a bright spot in this tournament. And his versatility is a bright spot going forward. Yeah, it's there's going to be, be some... some- yeah, go ahead. say some, some picking and choosing and just finding the right time. Because if you roll the ball out at, at the beginning of a game and say, all right, Jalen, you're gonna you're gonna guard Siakam every single play of this game. I mean, eventually, I think that's gonna catch up. If you say, if if, you, if even with someone like Aaron Gordon, right? But if if you say if, if Brad is constantly switching the schemes and like and maybe you give two possessions on and like a possession or two off and just keep keep these guys on their toes, maybe that's where he can make an impact. But I think that I think it'll catch up to you eventually if you try to do it all game every game. Yeah, no question about that, and. The, the fact that he is entering a contract year where, you know, the numbers are going to matter to a degree with him. Like, how much the Southerners are going to ask him to sacrifice from that standpoint, from a defensive standpoint, where you obviously don't get the the accolades you will if versus putting up the, the offensive numbers. So I think that whole dynamic is going to be very interesting to see how Brad elects to, like, head into the season I assume Jalen's going to be in the starting five one way or another, but just what his, you know, specified role within that is going to be very intriguing, especially just based on how last year went and how poorly the start of last year went. So before we move on and talk about our next subject, uh, uh, B-Rob, I wanted to run by you a fake trade proposal that someone ran Mm -hmm. by me that I've already run Mm. by Rich. Um, when you were gone before uh, we started to record. Um, it involves Jalen and the Sacramento Kings. And it is uh, Jalen for uh, Bogdanovich, Harry Giles, and a first-round pick. Do you think the Celtics <laughs> leap through, leap out of their chairs to, to do that deal? Yes. Yeah, I, I would agree. take. I would assume that 
that deal would be done before the phone. I would, I was, <laughs> I for, uh, like they would do that without a first round pick. I feel like. I thought I agree with you one hundred percent. And uh, the person who who uh, who brought it up to me is a Kings fan, and uh, he asked me if I thought that was enough. And I, <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, it's 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 enough for sure. It's definitely yeah. enough. I mean, that is interesting. I mean, it's too bad that for you know, you have Harrison Barnes on the Kings, so that's like I feel like just Jalen 2.0. Um, so the fit there, and you have Trevor Ariza now. How about Ariza? What a weird <laughs> the Kings are, yeah, that, that's a what a yeah. what a mess that roster is of like repetitive talent, but yeah, I mean, that's. Clearly, anyone who to off toe, that deal would be done in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, but that's a that's again an interesting. Jalen's value will be interesting to watch as the year goes on here. It will. Should we uh, before look? we move on? Yeah, before please, we Rich. move on, I'm just gonna. Can I ask you guys a question? No, I'm gonna make a statement and say that the NFL season is underway. <laughs> And to celebrate another kickoff, uh, betonline.ag and CLNS Media are giving you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your welcome bonus. Do not sit on the sidelines this football season. Get into all the action with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions. A minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus. And uh, I think we should get into the top 100. If that sounds good. Mike, Pino, why don't Let's you take do the, the reins on, on, on this one? This was your, your brainchild. Yeah, so I, I the ESPN, uh, I'm sorry, not ESPN, <laughs> Sports, Sports Illustrated's uh, top 100 is just like a really fun annual staple um it's traditionally done by ben Golliver and rob mahoney this year rob did it by himself uh incredibly and it's really well written and everyone should definitely check it out and what i personally love about it uh is just you know it, it stirs so much conversation it stirs so much thought uh obviously ranking a hundred the top 100 players in the nba is is impossible and you know, five, if you were to, you know, pull a hundred really smart people, you would not get similar lists from all of them. And it's entirely subjective. And uh, the Celtics had five players on the list this year, um, which I guess should should have been, it's, it's not a surprise or anything. Um, but where they landed, I think is pretty interesting for some of them. And so we're just going to go through uh, each one starting uh, with the lowest position player who is Marcus Smart and just kind of, you know, just game it out a little bit and talk about, uh, you know, are they ranked too high, too low, um, players around them and, and whether or not we believe uh, they're better or worse and, and just kind of figure things out. So I guess without further ado, Marcus Smart comes in at number 82. And B-Rob, you had I believe uh, last year's list and and Marcus Smart was on that list, right? Uh, no, he, he made was not. It. He was not. Okay, um, a surprise, Travis. Really. But um, I know. Well, I know because you hate no, him. No, but, no, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I know. I'm but just teasing. actually, but, um, I'll we'll go over more 
players uh, last year's rankings from last year, uh, later on the podcast right. here. But uh, can you guys, do you guys want to guess who was number 82 on last year's list? Was it Tatum? <laughs> I mean, don't think too hard about it. It makes very, it's, I'm not like, think about the Celtics. Jalen Brown? No. Tatum? No. Brad Wanamaker? Who was it? Oh, come on. Think about no think about the 2000, the postseason run. This this player is Marcus living Morris? off of this ranking. In their next Terry course. Rozier. Terry Rozier. <laughs> oh, Number 82. Wow. In the 2019. Uh, that is, that is incredible. Did not, um, make, did not appear in the 2020 list. Despite making more exactly. money than... Yeah. Um, very interesting. Well, anyway, so smartest com- Smart comes in at 82. Uh, Patrick Beverly is in at 81, which I thought was pretty interesting. And uh, Julius Randle, who was selected uh, one pick after Smart in their draft class, comes in at 79. So there's just a few players. Yeah, that's the uh, wild one to me on this for... Like Randall does not belong in the top eight. In this I've season. never, I've never been a Randall fan, and I think it's no coincidence that his teams have always struggled. Um, he's a, I think he's just kind of a, a good stats, bad team type of player, just based on his playing style. But uh, Marcus Smart has always been kind of the inverse of that, in that you know he's he's very difficult to quantify statistically, and he just always obviously impacts winning and that's why this podcast is called the winning plays podcast because of him um so what did you guys just generally think about him coming in at at 82 coming off the season uh that he had well what's interesting is i'm looking at what i'm reading the write-up right now that they put and one of the sentences one of the first sentences says specialists are notoriously notoriously hard to rank and is marcus smart really a specialist i think that's what maybe have to break away from maybe that's what he has to break away from because he has offensive skills He's a very good defensive yeah, player, but I, I don't agree. know if he's a defensive specialist, right? No, I'm with you, Rich. Like this, maybe before last year, you could say that, like to a degree, like as a national, we we would know that. Otherwise, here for watching him 82 games a year, but nationally, you could maybe give him that label. But now, no, like when you when you shoot 37 percent from three, um, are you know your plus minus numbers are fantastic compared to the team all year. And you're like the only guy that Kyrie Irving likes to play with um, on both <laughs> ends of the floor. Then, yeah, like this is last year was a breakout year. He got the 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 acclaim he should have for, you know, first team all defense. But on top of that, he was like a net positive on the offensive end, whether it was handling or just, you know, taking good shots night after night uh, for the better part of 82 games. So he, you know, I think he's underrated from that standpoint. I, I yeah, I think he he was one of the three best passers on the Celtics last season, and he's a terrific pick and roll ball handler. And you know he sees the floor extremely well. Uh, the shooting, you know, I I've, I've always believed that the shot would come around for him, and it did last season. Finally, um, still not you know particularly devastating finishing around the basket, um, but. But yeah, I mean, I I think he's a quality offensive player. He's a steadily improving offensive player. Uh, you don't panic when the ball's in his hands, really. 
Um, they trust him, obviously. And, and yeah, the defense overshadows a lot because that's kind of his identity. But I would just kind of say he does a little bit of everything extremely well. That's kind of how, that's what I think of when I, when I, when I think about Marcus Smart is just kind of the, the, the breadth of his game more so than the special, him, him tuning in on, or honing in on one particular area. Where would you guys rank him if you're making this list? Seven. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, I would say, it, I mean, it's really difficult. There are there are a few players who are above him who uh, I don't know. Yeah, just like ballpark. Like, what feels right to you? Like, don't worry about like the players ahead of him. Se- I'd say seventy five feels right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna go with. Well, because it's like you got like Covington at sixty four or Eric Gordon at at sixty three, and like those guys twenty slots better than Marcus Smart. I don't think so. JJ Redick, and I know that I know that he's a great well, he's a great player, it, but like if you're picking a, if you're starting a team right now and you want one of those guys, like I'm probably going Marcus Smart. Right, and I mean if you want to talk, those are those are specialists. I think more. I would say Redick is obviously a specialist, sure. um, and and so is is uh, is Covington coming off a, a, an interesting year when his team fell apart after he was after he went down in Minnesota. Um, I'm looking at like you know Ricky Rubio comes in at at uh, 73. I like I don't know. I, I think Marcus Smart is just. I would much rather have Marcus Smart than Ricky Rubio on my basketball team, although they're very Barnes. similar. Excuse me. Similar players. Yeah. Harrison Barnes, hero of Team USA. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, like, killing this ranking at all. I think it's fine. Um, I remember being a little perturbed when he didn't make it last year. But, but, uh, but yeah, like, you have, you have P.J. Tucker, 74, uh, Rubio, 70. I, I, would, I, would, I would more classify uh, Marcus Smart in that camp than, than where he is. But it's not, like, a humongous deal that he is at 82 all right let's uh move to the next go to real real quick i mean right now you can pick one player marcus all or or marcus smart today marcus smart yeah marcus Marcus smart gasol and kevin love 42 and 41 and, and and marcus up up in the 80s so whatever it's not perfect but those are some of the ones that i saw i'm like eh yeah it's tough all right, so let's move on to next name on this list. Uh, we already talked about him a lot uh, earlier in this podcast, Jalen Brown. At number 68, again, this is – how many spots do you guys think he dropped from last year? Ten. So he's 68 this year? Yes. Yeah, I'll say he was 74 last year. Oh, so you think he went up? Oh, so he was he was better ranked last season? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think no about idea. this. This is coming off of the near finals run. Sure. What was he in the fifties? He was forty-seven. Oh, damn! So took a twenty-one spot hit there. Um, I can't really argue with it. I mean, I think he being in the sixties, and a lot of it was beyond its control. I feel like last year in terms of just how his role played out. Um, but just when you look at his production and the team's production, like this feels 
pretty fair heading into this year. I expect this to go up, but as things currently stand, this is I can't really quibble with it too much. Even though some of the guys above him that we already talked about, I would obviously you know put would rather have Jalen. Yeah, this this uh this it's not surprising. I don't think at all, and. I don't know. It's really this is why this, these lists are so difficult because contextually, you're right, B. Rob, as you said, like what the Celtics asked him to do was not very representative of his overall skill set and what he is capable of, and he struggled to fit into his role at times, and that hurt. That knocked him back. Um, but when I look at some of the players who are around him. Uh, you know, having him right above Karis LeVert, who is just a different type of player, and that I, I don't know, I thought Karis was was dinged a little bit. Um, but there's a play, a few players above uh, above Jalen that I don't know. I feel like all around, if we're you know at the schoolyard picking guys, I would take Jalen before them. So, um, so yeah, it was. It's it, again. This I don't really kill this ranking at all. I think it's it's perfectly fine based on the season that he just had. But I, I expect him to, you know, leap forward this season. And this this could be a good segue. But I mean, one of those guys you're talking about could be number fifty nine, who is Gordon Hayward. Like, is that? I mean, to see him ahead of Jalen, that's that that's a. I mean, we we all like to see it. We all think that we're going to see a better a better Gordon Hayward this year. Now, two full seasons removed from the injury. Um, but that, I don't know. Like, does he does he deserve to be in fi- at fifty nine? I, I B Rob, what were your thoughts on this? Because I, when I was scrolling through it uh, initially, when this list this list comes out in intervals, but when I'm scrolling through it, I'm like, is Gordon Hayward not going to be on the list at mm-hmm. all? And to see him just like pop in at fifty nine, I was uh, I was I was a little surprised. Yeah, this is an optimistic ranking for given how last year went. But I think that, yeah. you know, the this is a faith in the track record for Gordon. And uh, being two years away from injury. Um, but yeah, if you look at how last year went, then this is, you know, not a, this is a very high ranking for him. But I think, again, this is done with a, a, a look towards next season clearly and uh, Rob, you know, is betting that Hayward gets, you know, not all the way back, but is getting closer to his, what he showed in Utah. And I think the Celtics feel pretty confident in that as well at this point, based on how this summer's gone. And just reading. Yeah. You... Go ahead, Rich. I said just reading uh, Gordon's write-up and, and B-Rob, I'm sure you have this in your, in your notes too, but Pina, do you know where, where Gordon was ranked last year? Uh, top thirty. I don't know exactly yeah. where. So he was in the he was in the top thirty last season, coming out in his first season back from the injury. So I mean, I, I think I think we just what our 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 thoughts that this is a little bit of a screwy pick. I think that they just they they have a blind spot with Gordon Hayward. I think we just have to throw him out from of the rankings because they're they <laughs> you know like to put him in the top thirty last year. It's hard to to trust what they're gonna say this year. I mean, because yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it is funny. Like everyone, I think I feel like everyone was very optimistic overall about the Celtics heading into last season. And you know, I, I remember I wrote a piece about how Gordon uh, should come off the bench, and it was not greeted warmly by some Celtics fans. Um, 
and deemed ridiculous by some people. Um, so I feel like the expectations were up there for sure, but you know that injury was very severe, and he had multiple surgeries, and he wasn't able to rehab as much as a lot of people thought. And yeah, but like even as the season was going on, and he, you you assume that someone would work their way back, but he was just he was inconsistent from the jump. Yeah, there's no question about that. And you look at the fact that the, I mean, the way the 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 Buck series went in particular, um, you know, Kyrie obviously had the roughest series there, but Gordon was a close uh, second just in terms of his lack of aggressiveness. And that's something that is clearly a priority in his game. They're going to obviously need him to be a ball handler much more this season, uh, potentially handling you know that role for the second unit at times and even the starting unit at times if when they get Kemba off the ball um but yeah this is I mean like you said Rich this is a I don't know if a blind spot ranking but this is this is just tough to place anyone I feel like in a ranking like this uh two years off the injury but um I I'd bet if you talk to the Celtics they would think he's going to be higher than number 459 on this list after when this year's ended and so that's um how close he can get to that number 25 ranking he had last year will probably tell the story of how much upside this Celtics team will have uh, for this upcoming season. Should we move so on have to trouble reading the, so you guys have trouble reading the numbers in this, in this thing, like the layout, the way they design the numbers behind the pictures of the guys, you can hardly even tell what number it is half the time. Do you guys have that problem? That's that just me. <laughs> <laughs> they, the, 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 the font is a little is a little interesting, I will say. The design is bizarre. Goes yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, the next Celtic on this list, which is Jason Tatum, who uh, is up to number 35. I'll ask you guys first, do you think he his ranking increased or decreased compared to last year? Mike, I'll start with you. I think it decreased. I don't know that for sure. Rich? I mean, so Gordon was top 30 last year. So, and coming off that, yeah, I'm going to say that he was ranked He was ranked in the top 30 as well last year. That is incorrect. Tatum was number 39 last year. So he has moved up four spots to number 35 in this Ooh. ranking. Uh, so I guess he didn't plateau, guys. He made some inroads last year. <laughs> I, I I mean, I guess I, I'm fine with this ranking. Um, but I do think, again, it might be a little um, optimistic based off of how he did, how his last year went. Well, if you're, yeah, right. But if you are basing it off of his career, I would say this is fine. I mean, we all assume that year three, what are the expect? Like the expectations for me are all-star game. So I would say if you're expecting someone to make the all-star team, having them be a top 35 player isn't a crazy thing to say. Especially if the other 25 players ahead of him are in the Western Conference, hopefully. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's um, an interesting breakdown. One thing I want to I point out really... Yeah, one thing I really want to point out is Jamal Murray coming in at 38 
versus Tatum at 35. Now, I think that I think that Tatum is going to have a better career. I think he is a better player fit for where the NBA is two ways. But I mean, Jamal Murray is coming off of a playoff run in which he was basically the I mean, he's the primary perimeter ball handler on a team that won however many games, 54, I think. Um and was kind of like a darling last season. Uh, he's not the best player on his team by any means, but he was a key figure. Uh, extremely young, uh, drafted one year earlier than uh, than Tatum. Um, so I thought that that was really a statement. I don't know if that's a statement about Murray or a statement about Tatum, but to have him above him by that many spots was pretty interesting. What about Luca? Five spots ahead. Wait, wait, is Tatum 35, you said, B-Rob? Yeah, yeah Luca's at 30. It's interesting. Yeah, that that feels a little... What do you guys think about I that? I mean, Rob's a Dallas guy. <laughs> I love Rob, but Rob's a Dallas guy. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's not a surprise to me. I think that uh, Luca, Luca should be a top 30 player by the end of the season. Right. But I don't know if I'm putting him there right now. Um, you could probably say the same about Jason. CJ McCollum. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. Um, I mean, is there anything else to say about Tatum? Like, you know, the Team USA was, uh, you know, injuries hampered him. It was a little disappointing. He wasn't particularly efficient. Uh, but, you know, everything else from his summer seems to be a sign of optimism or a signal towards optimism. Um, I mean, his just, stock is up, Mike. He was hurt for all these games. So. That's right. I mean, the on-off <laughs> numbers are going to go <laughs> right. berserk, that's for sure. Um, but, like, what are we – like, I said, ten, like, a couple of minutes ago that I, I'm, I'm confident he'll be an all-star. Is that a crazy thing to say? Is that – where do you guys fall in line with a prediction like that? I don't think it's crazy. I think it's a little optimistic um, just based on, I think there's a lot of different variables that come into play there. Like how good is Gordon next year? Um, How good is the rest of the East? How good are the Celtics? But I mean, I wouldn't, if I'd make a bet on it, I'd bet against it, but I don't think it's, I wouldn't like bet a lot against it. I think, I think that let's hope that we're not discussing next summer, another thirties ranking for Jason Tatum. You know, this is the year, and and it's funny because we keep putting it off. We say this is the year he's going to do it. Now he comes to Team USA. This is the time. This is going to be his chance to to finally break out and show who he can be. And then the, the, obviously the injury is not his fault. But you know, this this is it. And I think one part of, of potentially making that All Star team is Biro. You know, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, that you know Kemba hasn't I you know really had the best numbers when it's come to closing out games and crunch time. And granted, he was playing on Charlotte, and that's just such a disaster. But you know, as opposed to going to the hot hand or getting tricky if you know what if the Celtics do come into the season and say Jason Tatum you're our finisher you know you're the guy that's going to take us over the hump in those big games and if he takes that role and and, and runs with it I mean that's all-star you know that's when you're the clear-cut you know probably but so is there a chance that, that Jason Tatum could be the best player in this year's team how about that can he have a better season than Kemba Walker sure yeah when you factor Why defense not? into play yeah yeah, um, so I mean, if 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 that's the case, I mean that's that's clear. That's certainly an all star. If you're the best player on a on a top four team in the conference, 
So yeah, I mean, cough, like, so you talk about. I mean, like, like, I would not be. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I I would not be surprised if he led the team in scoring either. I, I don't think that that's a crazy thing to say. I would not be surprised if he averaged seven or eight free throw attempts per game. If he uh, led the team in shot attempts. If he, I mean, like I I just I wouldn't. I I I think that the just the sky's the limit. And in year three, when a player this talented hits it they usually have a big bump and so that's the that's what i'm expecting out of him context aside sure should we go to number right, 20 so let's move on to the last yeah let's go to number 20 here kemba walker the newest celtic uh he is bumped up 12 spots from last year was number 32 so is this is clearly his best ranking after his I'd say arguably one of his best seasons in Charlotte. Um, and comparatively, Kyrie Irving was number 17 last year. So uh, in the eyes of SI, a, a slight step down from Kyrie, which um, I think is is very fair. Um, Mike, what do you think about him at number 20? I'm, I'm fine with it. I would say he's a top 20 NBA player. Um I'm just I, I I'm a little there's a couple players he's he's ahead of that are that really stick out to me and a couple players who he's behind who I'm kind of like Kemba Walker is a more impactful basketball player than uh than so and so um but it you know outside the context of ranking them beside other players like uh, this is a good spot for him uh coming off the all nba season where you know he just he it, 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 coming off an all nba season where he you know the hornets obviously weren't great and he was basically there everything and you know i feel like he was he's been the lone bright spot for one of the most depressing organizations in the league for some time now and i would not be surprised if he was even higher uh, on this list next season based on the season he's about to have Yeah, I feel that. I think that, right, doing it in Charlotte for the last what, eight seasons, coming out, doing it in a place like Boston where he's actually going to, you know, hopefully have home court advantage for the playoffs and get a couple rounds deep and do it on that stage and play on national TV far more often than he has before. I think the stage is set for him to make that, that jump. I mean, you know, we talk about Tatum, we talk about Gordon. Like, you wonder, like, will he, you know, when people see that his numbers are going down a little bit, well, then they react and make him worse right like well maybe tatum jump into the top 20 and and kemba moves into the high 20s uh we'll see but yeah the stage is set for him to really make the leap into you know he's been an all-star but one of those guys that just get that's in the conversation every single time it comes up yeah i i just think that also i agree with all that but you know, in Charlotte, you know, a lot of the shots that he had to take were forced. They were heavily contested. He faced, you know, countless double teams. He was the central focus for the opposing team every single night. And that just, I, I just, that will not happen this season. And so I think he'll be more efficient. I think he'll be, uh, he'll be a better playmaker for it. Um, and he'll be just a more deadly basketball player. And, and it's going to be, you know, a lot of the other guys have to step up for sure in the scoring department. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident in Kemba as the head of the snake of this team. 
I think I'll be looking most to see Kemba goes up on this list. I feel like if he can bring it, if this is be, if the Celtics are a good defensive team with him in it, because that's something where I don't think he had the ability to play the defense he wanted to in Charlotte because of the the onus on him on the offensive end. With more of a supporting cast here, we've seen you know in the World Cup, just you know he's his size is a disadvantage, but he can you know pester in the pick and roll he recovers pretty well he takes a lot of charges so i think playing in a environment where that stuff is you know he's able to do more of that i think could you know push him potentially higher in this list heading into next year but 20 seems pretty fair for now um let's wrap up real quick i i have to talk about the one ranking that i couldn't believe on this list um I don't know if you guys want to guess it or not. I don't know if we have enough time, but I'm just going to say Clay Thompson, number 58, is just <laughs> like, I was, I, I know he's coming out for a torn ACL, but that's still just absolutely, slap in the face. well, it's, it's slapping the face to Clay. Um, that everything else on this list I thought was very good, very fair. I thought the top of the list was well done um, from top 30 in particular, but Clay, you're getting, you're underrated at number 58. I'll say that. Can we have a, a very brief Al Horford conversation? So he's the one that made me scream. That was my. <laughs> well, I know I, I, I know Rob. I've had conversations with Rob about Al Horford, and I love Al Horford. Rob would marry. What well, Rob would break up with his his, his girlfriend or fiance, um, and and marry Al Horford if possible. So I know that uh, that was probably a, a a factor in this decision making, but. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little high, I would say. Eighteen is the, the number. Season. I don't know if if you said yes. he's the eighteenth, and and this is the line that that drove me nuts. In a locker room, Horford is the kind of show don't tell leader that keeps a team on track without them ever really knowing it. And that's, listen, maybe that's about Horford. But how do you write that after what happened last season? <laughs> it's not it's not real. I, I mean, it just doesn't. It just is not reality. Maybe at one time, and also when you run into Giannis. And Tacompo and Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis, you need someone on your team who understands the mechanics of defense at a foundational level. Sure, but Giannis also destroyed the Celtics in the playoffs last year. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe a couple of years ago, sure, you can they can say Al Horford in his prime, but he's not he's not the 18th best player best player in the NBA anymore. He's just not. Now, um, when I was looking at you know the players that I was talking about. Uh, that I thought Kemba should have been higher than uh, Al Horford is is certainly one of them. The um, Celtics think so, because that was the choice they made. <laughs> yeah, um, and I love Al Horford. Uh, my my other my my only real gripe, not, I don't even want to call it a gripe that much, but I just I I would just put Kawhi Leonard number one. I like I don't under I just don't. The Kawhi Leonard versus Giannis thing, I thought that that was settled heading into the season. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I just don't get it. I, I don't get the, uh, like, I love Giannis. I think he's terrific, but I mean, what, like, what, 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 what did we just see happen? Am I, am I crazy or? Right. What? I guess the only argument yeah, is that no, there's I, no I, way. It's settled. I was going to say, there's no way that Kawhi is going to be better than he was last year. Right. Is that possible that Kawhi Leonard is going to be better Why? than he was last season? What? Yeah. I think he's going good. to be better. He could be Why? as good. He could be as good. I think Giannis is the one who still has enough room to grow and has the potential to grow into a better player than he was last year. 
so maybe he overtakes Kawhi. But I'm I'm just I'm just just finding something to I'm being contrarian. I I, I think that Kawhi would, should be number one as well. But maybe if you're going on the future and what's going to happen this upcoming year, maybe Giannis is you can make an argument for it, but not a very good one. Well, Giannis has great players alongside him, like Eric Bledsoe at number forty-six on this <laughs> list. Um, luckily, this is it's this is this is a regular season realist the Bledsoe, which which lines up with that. <laughs> but um, I'll be I'd be curious to see someone make a top one hundred playoff ranking. Um, since I feel like there would be Do a it. lot of mixing and match. I know that is just a that's a fun, um, you know, Mike, you can do that. Uh, next summer Sweet. that can be your big no your thanks big no I, I really enjoy taking three months yeah. off you have no <laughs> uh-huh. all right well Alrighty. i'll put a bow on this one uh for going through top 100 and team usa stuff guys we're only two weeks away from training camp it's sneaking up real quick here um so we'll be getting more it. into the seas upcoming season as the days count down here in the meantime uh Thanks for listening. Uh, again, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. Uh, we appreciate it. Tell your friends about the Winning Plays podcast, and we'll get back with you all on next week.